What's up, y'all? This is Wheezy from the What Is True podcast. This segment you are about to hear was recorded on YouTube on my What Is Truth live streams. Link is in the description. I did follow it up with a live call segment, a couple of live call segments, very lively, hilarious, but probably unsuitable for some of these bigger platforms. So if you are interested in that part, definitely click uh, the description to my Odyssey channel down below and smash that motherfucker subscribe button hope you guys enjoyed this uh this is covering topic section 230 and the whole facebook bullshit censorship so this is a little bit more informative i do keep it rated g but uh we do follow it up with some lively phone calls afterwards on my odyssey channel so if you are interested make sure to visit that channel thank you and much love Welcome to the What Is Truth live streams podcast. Good to be back. I haven't gone anywhere, been on Odyssey, and uh, we are going to take advantage of this platform. Uh, so, all those thinking that I disappeared into the never world, that is a myth. That is not true. The party has still gone on. I uh, just thought, you know, the reach is over here on this platform without a question. So we're going to try to get a reach around <laughs> the whole censorship nonsense and whatnot. Uh, we're going to keep it rated G here. Uh, have I changed my ways of doing things? Not at all. We're still having the party going on at Odyssey. But for the sake and purposes of uh, the old reach around method, (laughs) we're going to mix it up a little bit. So let's do as we always do. What's going on? Roscoe Coltrane, Cat, and Missy T. At the Tories. Uncle Bobby. We were with Uncle Bobby last night. Shout out to the Honest Truth. Headed by the one and only lovely Uncle Bobby and my boy Chris. Shout out to Chris as well. What's up Angie Mitchell? What's up Marion G? What's up Freddie Lupercal? Freddie Lupercal. Another exquisite specimen. Miss Hev. Definitely in the house. And let's see, what's up, Marion G? What's going on, young lady? And uh, let's see, F the Tories. All right, y'all. Welcome here, welcome here. So the plan of action is whenever I do my shows, I typically start off with a 30-minute segment, 40-minute segment. 
uh, on a topic or topics, if you will. After this topic today, we're going to do things a little different. I'm going to stop the stream on this channel. And we're going to continue the after party over on Odyssey. So mods, if you can link the Odyssey channel for me, please. Uh, if you already subscribed on the Odyssey channel, no need to worry. We're just going to go to that platform. If you haven't, please do. And uh, we're going to take it over there and take live calls, completely uncensored, unadulterated. We can talk about whatever is on our minds. All calls are Florida-based. <laughs> wink, wink. So we're going to do that unabashed. On this segment on YouTube, we are going to keep it rated G. We're going to keep within the community guidelines. We just got to stick to those rules. And that's what we're going to do. And that will help the reach around process uh, gain its tracks. What's up, Ms. Lemons? What's up, Sandy? D's nuts in the house. That's what I'm talking about. Adam Kehoe, welcome, welcome. Awesome to see all the new faces as before, smash those mother like buttons, god damn it. And I'm sure there's going to be people listening <laughs> that is going to be clenching those wrinkly little wrists. But do not talk about them in the live chat. Uh, we are going to talk about other subjects. So let us get to the new subject at hand. Uh, on this little segment... Like I said, we are going to continue the after party. If you are listening on the replay, sorry, I keep repeating myself, but I just want to stress it. After I do my segment here, the party is not over. After party is right there, as the lovely and amazing Missy T has put. That is the link right there if you're looking at the live chat. Um, that's where the after party will continue. And uh, we will do live calls and we don't have to talk about these subjects. We can talk about what is ever perturbing that beautiful and lovely mind of yours. Uh, and we don't have to do it without any, any restrictions, in other words. But given the fact that we are here, and some of us are of that nature, <laughs> we have to watch what we say. So we will watch what we say. And uh, we'll keep in line. We will comply. <laughs> All right. Topic today is Section 230 and Facebook whistleblower slash censorship. Section 230 is something that I was not a fully aware. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I had no idea what Section 230 was. Section 230, upon my research, is something that was enacted way back in 1996 and it came about you know some people are saying that section 230 is what made the internet what it is today it basically was enacted to help shield internet uh, platforms from lawsuits and all this other crap so people could um, so these platforms were basically providers and not publishers. 
Now, if you are a publisher, you are held to a higher standard and you can be lawsuited uh, based on what people, you know, whatever the content is on, on there or they're publishing, whatever. Now, if you are a provider, due to the amount of people that subscribe to those particular platforms, uh, having those platforms accountable for everything that goes on there is just unrealistic. And so the debate has been there ever since, you know, to whether get rid of Section 230 or repeal it or change it. And there's been a lot of talk about it this week, along with the Facebook whistleblower stuff. And we'll get into that. But I want to touch on it because, like I said, I was somewhat ignorant to the whole Section 230 thing. So I want to go over what it is, why it's important to know what it is, and how it's in limbo right now and how it very well could affect what goes on in the future. Uh, a lot of squirrely things are afoot. Um, the people on the left, or let, let's start, the people on the right want to get rid of Section 230 because they say it targets conservative voices. Uh, it's too harsh on the right wing side of things. People on the left want to get rid of it because they say there is not enough moderation and censorship. And so both sides, it's that to anyone should raise a red flag. It does with me because I think both sides are full of it. When both sides are agreeing that Section 230 needs to get done with, I'm going to be perking up my ears and be like, wait a minute, why, why? You guys are both uniting? And there was a there was a hearing early this week where in talks with the with the whistleblower, Ted Cruz was in there and acknowledging we need more censorship. Ted Cruz, a Republican, the whistleblower with many Democratic ties and a donor. And this always, always piques my interest when I see both sides agreeing on something such as this. So we're going to explore what it is and what's going on. All right, y'all. Welcome, welcome. Okay, I wasn't looking at the live chat. So welcome all those that I may have missed. What's up, Miss Amy Wright? Mr. Jimmy Alba Grubrath. That sounds like an Oompa Loompa name. Welcome to the stream. And we're going to be talking to Jimmy when we're on Odyssey. We're going to go ahead and do that. Uh, he is a somewhat exquisite gentleman. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be interesting um, to have on. So let's see. Let's get to the topic of today. Let's first go over what Section 230 is based on the official narrative, as I'd like to do. And that way we can pick it apart accordingly. So, all right, let me let me get it right here, y'all. All right, there we go. All right. Section 230, according to Wikipedia, is a section of Title 47 of the United States Code. 
enacted as part of the United States Communications Decency Act that generally provides immunity for website platforms with respect to third-party content. At its core, Section 203 provides immunity from liability for providers and users of an interactive computer service who publish information provided by third-party users. Uh, I also want to welcome all the people that are listening to this on iHeartRadio, Spotify. This conversation, I'm going to stitch it together. I'm going to stitch this part, and I'm going to uh, stitch in the live calls, and the, all of it together combined will be on my either Spotify, iTunes, wherever you consume your podcasts. So just want to welcome those listeners as well, because that's a different demographic. It seems to be more Americans that listen to me on on those platforms. So, welcome to those people. You guys are not alone. God damn it! So that's why I'm going to read this. This is for the people that only get the audio based version and not the video based version. If you are an audio based, come to YouTube. God damn it, and uh, Odyssey as well. All right, Section Two Thirty further provides a good Samaritan protection from civil liability for operators of interactive computer services in the removal of moderation of third-party material they deem obscene or offensive, even of constitutionally protected speech. Hmm. Section 230 was developed in response to a pair of lawsuits against Internet service providers, ISPs, in the early 1990s that resulted in different interpretations of whether the service provider should be treated as publishers or alternatively as distributors of content created by its users. It was enacted as part of the Communications Decency Act of 1996. A common name for the Title V of the Telecommunications Act of mm, 1996 Formerly codified, uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm getting too much technicalities. Okay. Um, what else was I going to go? So there's all these court cases on Wikipedia. Uh, let's see. Let me look at this. This article is from CNN Business. These 26 words created the internet. The U.S. government is coming for them. So this is all related to section 230 all right for decades many of the biggest names in tech have leaned on a little known law to avoid being held responsible for some of the most controversial content oh let me make sure you guys can see it on there okay yeah you guys can see it sweet all right all right content on their platforms the companies have invoked this federal law known as section 230 of the Communications Decency Act in one court case after another to dismiss potentially costly lawsuits over messages, videos, and other content created by users. So as we're going through this, you guys can see where, if you guys have been following me for a while, where we're going with this and why it's somewhat of a concerning issue and it's being talked about ad nauseum, especially this week, and this is why I wanted to jump in on this subject but now so this article when was it written that was in february 25th so about a uh, few months ago okay 
but now big changes could be coming to Section 230 that might expose Facebook, YouTube, and others to more lawsuits over hate speech. <laughs> And misinformation for the first time in their histories. If it happens, there could be sweeping repercussions for the internet platforms millions of people use every day. Huh. So, this article was written back in February of 2020. And here we are, over a year later. And we are feeling all that. We're feeling the wrath of big tech. And uh, we all know, especially if, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's people out there that are smarter than us that don't have a Facebook. But we, you know, there's plenty of us that do have a Facebook. I do have a Facebook group. It is a private group. Follow the link. I'm not even going to say the name to look for on Facebook. Follow the link in the description. There is a group out there that is an imposter. So if you do not want to get into the imposter group, just hit the link in the description. God damn it. Um, that is the real one. Answer every question. And if your profile is super private, I may ask to voice verify we don't want what you know this person that has the fake facebook group also has many other personalities uh it's funny you bring it up and they deny it they deny it deny it but yet have a fake facebook group with my name my logo <laughs> but somehow people buy into that nonsense but hit that link answer the descriptions we'll get you in Facebook went down early this week, supposedly for five, six hours. It seemed like it went down for much longer than that. Funny how Facebook went down, but just a few days prior to that, a quote-unquote whistleblower got on. This person has Democratic ties, is a donor. And a whistleblower is showing up upset that a company like Facebook would put profits over any other things. It's a company bringing in billions, perhaps trillions, perhaps trillions. You honestly think a company, a capitalist company is really going to care about any of that other stuff. Uh, it's always profits. That's just the nature of the beast. I'm not condoning it. I'm not demonizing it. I'm just, that's just what it is. You have to call it for what it is. But uh, interesting how this person was whistleblowing that there wasn't enough censorship, enough moderation on Facebook. For the last few months, and I haven't done a show on it, maybe I should have done a show, but maybe about a year now, I have noticed many, many changes on Facebook. I have communicated with people from the UK via Messenger, and if you look at the top, on my end it says that 
uh, it's warning about how certain restrictions apply to UK users. So these things, they've been tinkering with these things for quite a while. And this article that we have here is clearly from February of 2020. Pointing to the fact that changes, major changes were coming into effect. So very, very strange that a whistleblower speaks out in need of more censorship as it as if it wasn't bad enough as it is i mean anyone that's been on facebook we all have seen it the last few months you say something that is not agreeable to one way of thinking and you will get shut down even the comments i've noticed I I follow MMA sites. I follow all these other sites. And it's just ridiculous. I've seen it with my own eyes. The changes have already been in place for the last few months. And now we have a whistleblower saying that it's not enough. Where are we going with this? And why are we not making it a bigger issue Why isn't this concerning all of us? It doesn't matter if you are on the left or on the right. This is ridiculous. We like to criticize Russia and China. Meanwhile, praising these measures? We'll criticize Russia, the boogeyman of Russia. We'll criticize the boogeyman of China for censorship. For violating people's rights. And yet there's a big segment of the population going forward with this. It makes zero sense. Moving on. Let's go to the. So this is part of the same article. The 26 words that created the internet. The original intent behind Section 230 was to nurture startups and entrepreneurs. One of its key architects, Senator Ron Wyden, said as recently as last year that without the law, all online media would face an onslaught of bad faith lawsuits and pressure campaigns from the powerful. He's also said Section 230 encourages websites to remove objectionable content by creating a good Samaritan expectation under the law tech companies can't be sued for trying to do the right thing though the federal government can still sue platforms over criminal content the seemingly simple language of section 230 belies a sweeping impact it's had on the tech industry Under Section 230, interactive computer services are considered legally separate from the users who generate their content. They can be said to publish or speak the words of their users. In practice, courts have repeatedly accepted Section 230 as a defense against claims of defamation, negligence, and other allegations. In the past, it's protected AOL, Craigslist, Google, and Yahoo!, building up a body of law so broad and influential that Section 230 has come to be described as the 26 words 
that created the internet. Now, it wasn't always the case that some of these platforms were associated with the government. And over the last few years, these giant platforms can very well be considered monopolies, big tech monopolies. They, re- they really have no other competition. And that's that was pretty much the point that if all these lawsuits were to come after these companies, these big companies, these big tech giants like Facebook and all these other giant monopolistic platforms, they can absorb these types of lawsuits. They can take it on. But any startups, anything that would essentially provide a rival or try and even compete or have a chance, they, could, they couldn't. They have zero chance. This, these type of things just make the bigger get bigger and squashing everyone else out of the way. And this is why it should be a concern to all of us, no matter your political ideology or any of that nonsense. It affects all of us at the end of the day. Um, There is... Let me check real quick. Uh, Okay. There is a YouTube channel that has somewhat um, mainstream. You know, they cover a lot of the mainstream things and whatnot. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, they cover a lot of the mainstream... That's them right there. That wasn't the best shot of that lovely lady, Miss Kim Iverson. So we'll reshape it. Let me get their website though. Okay. And they cover a lot of the mainstream things, but them and Breaking Points with Crystal and Sagar, pretty much my go-tos when getting a lot of this mainstream they seem to give a more well-balanced uh, point to their commentary. But uh, listening to Miss Kim Iverson here, she lays down everything in such a beautiful way. Uh, she is a beautiful human being, as we can all see. But she does a great job in breaking down how ridiculous this whole Facebook thing has done. So let me play her clip and uh, let you guys listen to it because I think it's... It's extremely well said, so without further ado, let us play that exquisite clip. ...and music videos. Teen girls have always compared themselves to others, and yes, I can see how Instagram, with all of its filters and perfectly thin, toned, airbrushed, and surgically enhanced bodies, liberals are in favor, such as in the case of the Hunter Biden story, which reportedly Haugen was Uh, about how reactive and twitchy was the and change, which seems to be all the time. Do you think that Facebook turned off the safeguards because they were costing the company money because it was reducing profits? Facebook has been emphasizing a false choice. They've said uh, the safeguards that were in place before the election uh, implicated free speech. The choices that were happening on the platform were really about how reactive and twitchy was the platform, right? Like how viral was the platform? 
And Facebook changed those safety defaults in the run-up to the election because they knew they were dangerous. And because they wanted that growth back, they wanted the acceleration of the platform back after the election, they, re they returned to their original defaults. But this part of her testimony was the most problematic. She says the reason Facebook claims they removed the safeguards were because they were an infringement on free speech, which they are. Facebook, nor the government, nor Haugen herself should be the ones to decide what is misinformation, hateful or harmful speech, because these labels are usually in the eyes of the beholder and which side of the aisle the beholder happens to be on. Facebook and other big tech platforms have a history of censoring even truthful information if that information harms the candidate they favor, such as in the case of the Hunter Biden story, which reportedly Haugen was a member of the 200 person team at Facebook that censored that story. But besides the fact there wasn't really any new information dished out by this whistleblower, both liberal and conservative media, as well as Democrats and Republicans in Congress, are taking this moment to rehash what should be done about big, bad, powerful social media. Conservatives are screaming about the apparent harms Instagram has on teen girls when they go to the platform and see an endless stream of perfectly thin, toned, airbrushed, and surgically enhanced bodies. Liberals are screaming about the content they consider hateful and misinformation. Both now want to control the platforms to do something to keep society safe. Frances Haugen had a couple of recommendations about what to do. She suggests more government oversight of the platforms to rein in on certain content and reforming Section 230 to cancel immunity for algorithmic amplification. So let's start with the government oversight. Uh, unless the oversight is to ensure free legal speech for all, government oversight would mean users would only see content which is government sanctioned. And once again, neither the government nor big tech employees should be the arbitrators of truth and information. What my crazy uncle Mike posts on Facebook should not be shielded from me when I'm likely to see him at a family picnic and get an earful anyway. Posts made by someone who I choose to follow on social media should not be censored from my feed simply because the powers that be don't like the information they are sharing with me. I chose to follow that person. It shouldn't be up to them. But if Congress pressures big tech to censor, they will have to censor in a way that the government approves of. And I don't think I need to explain why that is problematic unless you're someone who just blindly trusts everything the government says and does. Now, as far as harm, the harm Instagram does to teen girls' self-esteem, this is an issue that goes back to magazines, supermodels, movies, and music videos. Teen girls have always compared themselves to others. And yes, I can see how Instagram with all of its filters and third-party apps that can airbrush and make waistlines smaller are problematic. But it's a similar problem that was tackled when overly airbrushed, real-thin supermodels graced the cover of Cosmo. Public pressure demanded reform, and that public pressure is the best way to counter and control this. I'm not sure it requires an act of Congress. Haugen suggests reforming Section 230. Many others are calling for an outright repeal of the law, and it's one of those things that both sides of the aisle seem to be on board with, but for different reasons. Section 230 gives tech platforms immunity from liability for things you and I post online. They can't be held accountable for the crazy things Uncle Mike might post, or they'd have to review every single post before it's visible to the public. Section 230 was created to help tech platforms maintain an open and free space for the public without being held accountable for what, their public, what the public uses their platform for. So imagine telephone companies being held liable for, some, for something someone, uh, for someone saying something racist or even plotting a murder over their telephone lines. If they were held accountable, they would start listening in to all of our calls to ensure we aren't using their services for a sinister purpose. I and mean, imagine a telephone company suspecting you might use the phone for nefarious reasons, and so they cut your service or prevent, prevent you from dialing certain numbers. Now, the left wants to do away with Section 230 in order to pressure the tech companies to moderate all of the content, to limit people from sharing information they think is hateful, harmful, or misinformation, which also includes everything they don't morally or politically agree with. The right wants to do away with Section 230 because they say the statute is supposed to keep the internet open and free, and since big tech is moderating content, they shouldn't be given any protections. They say they should be held uh, liable. No matter the reason you want to repeal Section 230, the end result is the same. If the statute is removed, tech companies would immediately have to moderate every single one of our posts. That would be a huge undertaking that would likely result in the removal of many accounts or very sophisticated AI that moderates every single post, video, podcast, and image before it's published. It would be similar to telephone companies needing to monitor our every call and text. Only the extremely large companies would be able to handle this sort of undertaking, which might be why Facebook is for reforming the statute. It would basically eliminate smaller competitors. There's simply no way a small company could moderate every single post. Now, one thing I do agree with Haugen on is algorithmic amplification being a problem. There is a case to be made that big tech shouldn't have immunity from liability for the unwanted content they throw at us. It's one thing to use a platform to follow people, friend people, and conduct searches of things we want to see. It's another thing to be fed a stream of content we didn't ask for. It's similar to being harassed by telemarketers. And maybe just like how we've had ways of opting out of telemarketing calls, maybe there should be a way to opt out of algorithmic suggestions based on user habits. Though I don't agree with why Haugen wants to rein in on algorithmic amplification, she cites public safety, which is always the excuse used to infringe on our freedoms and whittle away at our rights. I agree that it should be 
separated or limited from the basic functions of the platform, which is to connect to one another and share with one another. But what we choose to say or share, and whether or not others share it as well, should be up to us, not up to big tech moderators, the government, or even algorithms. So I'm curious uh, from your All right. All right, all right. I mean, she makes some real good points and does it in a very, very, very pointed way. And it's scary times. And where are we going with all this? I keep asking that. Uh, Let's see. So that is pretty much what I wanted to cover here on Section 230 and the Facebook nonsense. Should be a concern. We need to wake the hell up. Things are getting worse before they're getting any better. Uh, But that's a different discussion. Uh, If you look at the description of this video, I do have the Odyssey link. We're going to take the conversation over to Odyssey. And continue there. We're going to take some calls. If you want to call in, message me on Skype. Skype right there is in the description. And we'll get you on the show. We don't have to talk about this, although we can. I think I'm passionate about this um, stuff because it affects us. It's real stuff going on right now. But if you got other things you guys want to talk about, and uh, we can talk about it all on Odyssey. So... Thank you, Missy. That's the live uh, chat link right there on Odyssey. So if you guys haven't done so, let's go over there and we will check it out. And thank you guys. We're going to do this probably. This is going to be the new setup. So if you haven't done so already, smash that mofo subscribe button. I'll say the whole thing on the other channel, but... (laughs) We're going to keep it rated G on this platform. And uh, if you this is the first time you're listening to me, I do go a little wild. I do drink beer. But uh, I'm going to be doing that on Odyssey. So we're going to get the party started over there. Uh, in about 15 minutes, meet me on Odyssey. Uh, if we can put that link on the Facebook group and... Let people know we're going to Odyssey now. I would appreciate it. Mod Squad, you awesome people, you. And uh, we will catch you there. Thank you guys, everyone, for joining me right here. And we will catch you in a few minutes. What is truth? Deep.